0: So uh, welcome, everybody, to the Making It Real podcast for founders who take action. Today, it's my special honor and pleasure to have David Casellas on the call. Uh, David is a serial entrepreneur that started amazing companies here in Barcelona that then rolled out internationally, like Red Points, and now, most recently, a fast-growing company called Predetech that takes the pain out of the GDPR compliance space. Um, Previously, as well, he built uh, the digital team of FC Barcelona, the whole, uh, and that whole site was there together, making it an international brand, especially in the digital space. So I think it's super exciting, David, to have you today on the call. Tell us a bit, how did you get started in the entrepreneurship space?
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, as you said, for me, it's as well so special. And I'm so pleased to, to, to participate in this podcast. So, so as you said, uh, my digital life started uh with exactly actually he found me and i was always related to the digital uh trends i even founded in girona a marketing digital agency so at that time it was the the bus elections and they were calling me hey could you help us a bit uh, managing all the the potential network social networks and potential you know fans that are around of course, I loved it. Barca's goal is I always dreamed of taking part of Barca, but my football level, it was so bad, so bad. So it was a chance for me to really, really participate in, in, in the, the club that I love. No, So clearly uh, when I came there, I started more from the communication side, but I was so lucky because at that time we were talking about how to increase the revenues in terms of digital and Barca and worldwide. No, So I was the first employee in the new digital business department. There was when I, I, I was participating from everything actually from the scratch, you know, like identifying all the assets, really understanding which would be the most interesting markets. And actually I'm always saying that I was so lucky because I didn't have to to sell anything. People came to us and and bought whatever they needed. No, So for me it was more a time where you learn how to internationally sell, create your networks, really understand a portfolio of assets, even, of course, uh, calculating pricings. And, of course, uh, from, from a club uh, side, uh, I was a dream no, because I always, being a, a good fan of, or big fan of Basra. Huh? In terms of entrepreneurship, uh, the, the, I really, really, really loved you know creating my own businesses. So I started, actually, my first business was with uh, 15 years old, uh, buying and selling things from China, eBay. So the first thing that I learned, it was about how to use, you know, PayPal. So uh, it was always something that I had very deep inside myself, no? So with Barça, I was so lucky because managing as well, uh, so many issues. I really believe that a good project, it comes from a big pain. And when there is a big pain, you have to find out a big or or a bigger solution, no? So it was a little bit what I found in Barça when I was selling assets or even managing as well the e-commerce. We had so many issues with counterfeit. We had so many issues with uh, illegal apps. We had so many issues with content that it was available for free when, when of course, someone was paid for it. So at that time, I, I as well really believe in the, the connections, the stellar connections. You know? If you are open, if you are willing to do something and really, really focus and with a lot of good vibes and energy, then things come to you. So you don't really have to look for things. You have to get prepared for the things coming to you. And most important, you have to really get prepared to see the signals and get it. No, because if not, of course, it could go through your eyes and you would never even uh, understand why that happened. So it happened when I met Josep Coy. Josep Coy, uh, at that time, uh, he he was a lawyer. He had a very good idea on removing things from the music. So uh, very nice guy that we connected so quick. And I taught him, look, uh, I'm facing issues, not uh, with music, but uh, with a lot of counterfeit and a lot of content. So do you think we could think on moving from music to something bigger, like removing products, like removing uh, issues over the world? And we tried, and we tried, and, and with his idea, his, his vibes, uh, of course, I've been always focused on sales. That's what I love. So we created, we created a huge, I think, project and good story. A project where you learn a lot about yourself. And I think it's really, really important, especially in the beginning, really trying to find out better people than you in what is needed. That's why we both decided with Laura Keith to on the second, third year, where she, she came as a CEO, professional CEO. And it helped us a lot because, of course, then for me, it was like a big brief of over air, because then I could only think on selling, scaling companies, you know, creating an amazing team and opening markets. And as you said in the beginning, uh, that was that was incredible because uh, all the learnings you get, uh, all the exciting times, all the tough times that make you feel like, why I'm here, you know, in Barsai had a good salary, everything was doing well. But on the other side, when the things are moving and going well, you feel like, wow, I'm working for myself. I'm creating something unique and amazing. And I'm feeling so proud from everything that I'm doing and all that our team is, is doing as well, no?
0: Mm-hmm. So, so I imagine you know, you know, like, you no, know, uh, excited to see the big growth on the digital side with FC Barcelona building it up. Then you see this big pain point. You see another opportunity to really build a company. I think for most people now listening to the podcast, that dream would be wow, working for FC Barcelona and building, mm-hmm. you know, like a new unit up. Isn't that the dream in the life? You get as well, you know, like a, a nice ch- pay check every month, and so now taking the plunge and saying, No, I have this idea. We don't have any customers yet. <laughs> if so, I mean, I guess our uh, FC Barcelona would be like maybe the first com- customer. What was like the trigger that you said, no, I'm going to go for
1: this? I that's a very good question. FC that's Barcelona question. behind? No, at that point. Uh, that, that's a very good question, and I can tell you that that my family, my friends, because of course, being in Barcelona is lots of benefits. No, like uh, I, I was doing actions with the the, the players. I was traveling. Uh, with them, I was as well, of course, uh, going to the final. So it, it's it's amazing, and, and as well, we had a, a good story. But the fact is that I was looking myself, really trying to understand if I wanted to do this, the same good thing, and actually with very good results. And when I said to to, to, to my boss, "Hey, I want to leave because uh, I, I really, really want to do something else," you no, know, by myself, they were saying, "But but why? Because uh, of course you are you are there, what you need." So it was nice as well that they were appreciating the work we were doing, but. It's crazy. You cannot really explain why, especially when all your environment, the people say don't do that, you know, you have the safe word. And and, and, and they, they came to me and said, but, but, but what are you gonna do? With you and and and, and Josep? I don't know who's this guy, but but this sounds crazy, you know, because there's so many companies that are starting and there's nothing. Why you want to 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 throw away everything you've been doing? But it's a matter of time, you know, and I think that I had all the good environment behind me because I don't have kids. I was with uh, my right now my wife living in in Barcelona with a uh, uh, rent, so I didn't have as well big issues behind me. Feeling like okay, of course I had a feeling of eighty percent that we could fail, but this twenty percent that we could get it, it's stronger feeling than the fear to 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 fail, no. And in the end, something that I learned, of course, right now it, it was so young at that time. It was twenty three. Uh, I knew nothing about startups, to be honest. I loved selling, but I could sell even a watch or a car or a startup or whatever, because, you know, it's a matter of a good product and a good fit, market fit. But it's the, the that illusion. And especially at that time, I remember that B2B was kind of very well unknown because everything it was about Prevalia. It was about Lens Bonus, It was about things that, that, that we Consumer didn't know. Consumer
0: platforms so, that not real.
1: Absolutely. B2C. So we didn't have so much let's say good information on what to do, where to go. So the beginning was really tough, really, really tough because it's about a lot of error, mistakes. Okay, that goes well, uh, let's go through this. But again, as I said, it's so rewarding because once you can sell a product you know, that, that someone else is interested in paying kind of a lot at that time for us, it's like, hey, that's the opportunity, right? So let's work on this opportunity And let's work on how can we make a better solution so people will pay us more. Can we expand our, of course, sales, not only in Spain, as well, internationally? And of course, up until the end that, yeah, U.S., it's it's the biggest one. It was so exciting opening and closing so many offices. So one advice that I always say, and you know very well, because you were with me supporting, uh, if you can have people in the same environment, so important. Because people, in the end, it's the key. And it sounds like repeating a lot, but I can tell you that without the teams that I've been working with, I've been training, I've been learning, uh, we have been empowering as well a lot. uh, It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, you know?
0: Let's look at the very beginning. So the decision to say, hell, I'm gonna make it real. I'm gonna leave my company behind, like the club behind not the company, the uh, Barca basically. Foundation behind, I'm uh, now uh, starting uh, uh, Red Point. I see an opportunity there. How did you get started? Like, What were the first core things there then to focus on? Because then you had to build a software product and none of you uh, two were software engineer as well and so and You had no clients, right? So how, how did you start it?
1: That's a really good point. And of course, um, it's a lot of uncertainty, no? So from my point of view, I was so focused on selling something. From the PowerPoint mainly, no, because we had a, a, a CTO at that time, but as you know, either Giuseppe or myself, we were not the guys, no. so it's been always where we were struggling most, but what? how do you know what to, to develop if you don't know what the market needs? no? So you have to understand that at the time, we didn't know what was really the market fit or the product market fit. no. So I think that we did well, focusing a lot on selling based on the problem, a good solution. And while the platform... That in the beginning was something but was moving growing growing getting better and getting better and getting better probably some manual work that we had in the beginning it was disappearing by the time no but again i think that we did very well because i I know so many companies that they say we're going to develop a product until the product is not developed we won't go to the market okay that's always my question right how do you know that this product is the one that the market is, is 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 waiting for or is really needing well, because of course I know the market. I know, well, you know the market. You might know a couple of clients. You might know uh, someone who told you this, but really the insight is removing all the barriers and going to there and the market will tell you, I wouldn't pay for that. That's okay. That's nice to have. Or well, the price that I would have is up to like this. So that was the first, I think, challenge that we went quickly to the market to and big players, eh? from the scratch with some context, okay, some doors open. But let, let's really understand because we knew that was a good opportunity. I felt the problem with Quay Barça, um, Josep knew from the music. And of course that was an issue. Everybody was talking about counterfeit, China, um, fake products, but how do you face this? Why companies would pay a lot of money for this product? It was really where we spent in the in the, in the beginning, no, most of the time and, and actually, yeah, a lot of energy. Then by the time, of course, The other big issue, or not issue, the other big important fact you have to accomplish is the team. So we were very lucky. We got from the beginning super nice people. Uh, A lot of people that's still there in in red points after seven years. So that's really as well rewarding when you see that people that came from the beginning, but very from the beginning, it's still there. Because that means that they were the right people, no? Uh, Otherwise they would left or or you would uh, fire them. And that's the other thing that I think we did very, very well, How a good hiring, committed people, adding a lot of value, especially in the beginning. Most of the founders that uh, we listen now, they know that there is no clear functions. You have to do whatever is needed in the beginning because you want the success of moving to the other stage. And the other stage probably is rising money or moving to other market or, or whichever is their goal. No? So that was the the, the beginning that was the beginning so you know, i can that.
0: see you with the powerpoint slides going you no, know, having that <laughs> passion for the single Simply, hey there's a need i know it no and you must have it too and then closing the say, It's oftentimes that the, the i mean many people are founders that want to create the companies or they're, they're afraid to talk to the first customers because they maybe as you said as well oftentimes they don't know the market exactly they don't know exactly what the customer wants they have very little to show for in terms of products they don't have any reference customers um, any advice on how to close the first customers when, you, when you're still new and you don't know exactly what you were even selling?
1: Yeah, and, and this is a feeling that I completely recognize because it happened to me. You know why, and, and maybe they don't know yet, but it happens like this. You know why people are afraid to go to market? Because they are afraid about reject, being rejected. Of being with negative insights from what this they know. human rejections, no? Yeah, yeah. as a person, that they
0: almost feel- exactly
1: like this. And this is part of that development. So first advice, get prepared. And I'm sure the first approach of the market, it's not gonna be the one you expect. But that's a good sign, because at least you know it. If it's 100% like this, well done, and, and let me know that I know some good investors. But that's really a normal process because I really believe in the concept of learning by doing and only smart people, the ones that are really on top, because I, I read a lot, you know a lot is the ones that understood what's the market sign out and how do I take advantage of this, especially because markets are evolving so quick. And of course, COVID keeps being massive, the, the big changes, no, but you cannot pretend that the first product you imagine is the one that is going to be forever. So advice, go there as soon as possible with the, Problem you detected. So just make sure that this is a problem that is affecting so many people. They have to understand the problem. They have to feel like part of this problem. They have to feel like this is what they are doing and living right now. And then proposing that solution that is a solution that you either right now or in the following months, uh, you're going to solve solved with technology. That's for me, gold. Because it's really the way, and not only one, as many as possible. Of course, advice, go first with the ones that you have a good entry. Why? Because you need patience in the beginning. So you have to have someone who will listen to you and will be nice in a way that at least will be, will be, will be okay, I'll give you 10 minutes. And even though I don't like it, I'll tell you that I don't like it. No? If you go with the cold calling or if you go like outbound, you might find like very quick rejections, like not interested, not interested, which is not adding good value. So we all know people. We all know people. If it's uh, something about the football clubs, I'm sure you can find someone like me saying, hey, could you please let me know who can I talk from this club or from wherever that at least will listen to us. We all try. We all have to try in the very beginning to go through someone else because you need patience. And this is the the, the word, no? Depends on how the reactions are. Of course, for me, the strategy has to be one or other, no? Hey, that seems like they love it. Okay, let's build up a team. Let's really think on what's going to be our first market which could be the second one so product gets aligned and mainly what's our strengths in the product. So creating our playbook, our pitch, our understanding the, how can we handle all the rejections on the product side, how we're going to sell first the problem because if they understand the problem, the solution comes up afterwards. And then of course, in a demo side, what's going to be the sales cycle? No, it's going to be only one meeting. No, because they need technical Decision. So maybe it's going to be two more, three more. So kind of idea on how the process should be. I really think that it has to be the, the beginning at the personal
0: uh, side as well. Any advice on how to deal with rejections, because you know, as we said as well, you have some believers that you maybe find and that's fantastic. You need this early group of core believers that are potential that then become as well potentially customers, but as well you will get rejections, right? And do you have any, any way to do, how to deal with rejections, like not to, with this personal feeling of being rejected?
1: <laughs> with a glass of whiskey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it's I mean. I don't like whiskey, actually. But oh, it just the numbers the- game as well? Where you say, "Hey, you know, I need some positive things, so I'm just gonna do more
1: chords today to get like at least." <laughs> or no, no, John. <laughs> just kidding. Um, to be honest, and and it happened to me because I, I love what I do. So every time that someone says, "It's like no, 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 you cannot say that." You, no, no, but that's okay <laughs> because it's a positive feedback, a good rejection, and good rejections means explaining why. It gives you either two insights: one you are approaching the wrong market. Because that person is not understanding the pain. So, so it's it's not the right market. Second, it might be not the right product. Or even third, it might not be the right the right price because it's... So you have to understand why, where the rejection is. Is it too expensive? The value is not uh, clear. The, the value proposition. Uh, the guy feels like, wow, what are you telling me? So rather than the rejection, what I would really encourage people is asking afterwards. Like, okay, that's something for your company you think is not interesting because of your department or because the problem is not like this. Could you please let me know someone else from another department that might feel more interested in what I say? But that's really cool. Even with PriorTech right now, um, we did a lot of work in the international markets because international markets, it's a completely different story. Even though you see, no, it fits perfectly here. Well, might not because culturally it might be different. They are expecting something else. So it happens to me constantly. And that's why I really love, even though right now I'm involved with so many other things as a CEO, but going with the the sales demos and even asking them something else that I learned, people is afraid of asking questions. and Because sometimes you would feel like I might look like a dummy guy if I'm asking this, or I might look stupid. Come on. This guy is in the 3,000 kilometers or 30,000 kilometers. It doesn't matter whatever is going to think on you. What you want is information because information is power for you to take decisions and decisions are key to get speed or to make quick changes or whatever is needed. So you go ahead. Mm
0: -hmm. That's fantastic insights. So not not, not thinking about too much about like feeling rejected, but actually more, uh, understanding, learning, getting to the reasons, and that's the core thing. And then if in that meeting, it's not about a closing that or moving ahead. Uh, that at least you've learned a whole lot for the next customers. So I think super exciting advice. Um, looking then as, so you were I can imagine No, you came with you and through them, you're closing the first customers, okay. still on actually then delivering the product early on SaaS takes time as well. I always say like people think, oh, we have an idea to, today and then tomorrow the product is built out that takes time. How How did you go about, actually building out the product how did you finance the people and how did you find the developers
1: okay that's a, a really good question again eh, very strategical and sometimes you do it even without knowing the the, the, the theory you No, know? when you want to sell either to investor someone who's gonna let you money or invest money in you or of course a client it's kind of the same and you know people will say you're crazy no it's the same why? Because an investor is buying your product, buying yourself, so is it really trusting you? And a client is buying your product, not yourself, but just trusting in that solution, it, it helps. So it's the same. And what does it mean? That you're right. You can, and especially, there's a big issue in Europe, not in the US. You can come up with a PowerPoint, a great idea, brilliant idea, but no one, almost no one will really believe, unless you are a serial co-founder or founder, that that might be a success story, no? So traction is important. You have to prove and and, and demonstrate that that, that what you say is gonna be possible and there's gonna be a huge business and might even be a, a unicorn or a pony with makeup. Okay, that's cool. But what I mean here is when you are developing a product, you have to understand where the direct value comes to the client and how can you show something before really spending two, three years in what you need. Why? Because if not, you might not have investment or clients. So that's why, in both cases, once you understand the the, the problem, maybe there is manual work behind. I know so many success SaaS companies and B two B companies that started manually doing some job, because when you are doing something manually, well, you know what can you automate it? Or how can you automate? What can you as well prioritize? What is the market signals depends on this. So again. It's a big issue on people saying 100% technology or maybe it's 80%, 50%, but it doesn't matter as long as there is technology, of course. As more technology better, but we have to be conscious on, maybe we don't have two years just to get the garage with the Google guys and developing our own idea based on technology. So if you are with your founder, your co-founder, let's think about it. Okay, what do we do? Why the clients would pay for? Maybe some results, so what's the minimum product we have to get? The MVP, what's the minimum, 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 minimum. And then what you, you should do, of course, first family, but um, careful with the family, just make sure that everybody who you ask money, they have enough money because we might fail. And I know this every day with every project we do. So I really try to, 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 to understand all the issues that might have in all these scenarios. No? And, and I think that especially in Europe, there is a lot of super cool people, interesting people that adds a lot of value as well. Has enough money just from the beginning. If there is a good signals and good signals might feel like market uh, insights, good team, good uh, technology to get the first money. And the first money has to be just to go a bit further, a bit more ahead. But of course, with the idea on proving something else, so you can get really the money that you needed. No, so the family and friends space, I think that it has to be enough. Just to move you to the pre-seed uh, or the seed, uh, the seed phase, seed staging.
0: Mm-hmm. Any advice? Because now, for very, uh, two uh, very successful companies, you you built as well and found the, the tech co-founders as well, and it's quite a challenge. Even though Barcelona is actually an, a great hub in terms of uh, technology talent or technical talent engineers that can build exciting uh, software and solutions. Uh, any advice on how to go about finding that tech co-founder or the lead engineer early on?
1: Well, uh, I have to tell you that I did very bad. So probably I'm not the best guy <laughs> to give any advices on that because you if can you- can learn from me.
0: failure too, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> So if someone else has a better answer, please send me a LinkedIn. But um, to be honest with you, um, this is difficult if you don't know someone. So based on as well, my experience, um, I really tried always to have a co-founder or founder, uh, that I know, I know very well, because if not, if you don't know that person, it doesn't matter. That is amazing guy. He's a super professional. There's going to be issues and issues means lots of, uh, headaches. So that was for me the main, and it's still the main, you know, uh, let's say concept that I take care, of. but of course, a tech, a tech, um, a tech guy, it's, it's a must. So if someday after five years and we sell, private tech with uh, five thousand million euros. I have to again do another startup. I can tell you that I would never do it without a really good strong um, tech co-founder. That's that's a reality. Because then you, you especially the time is what 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 is worse on no because then you have to find out that person and and SAS and B2Bs uh, in, in startups is based on technology. So it's clearly another learning that I did wrong with red points and I did again wrong with with private. Right now, for instance, with PriorTech, we found out a late co-founder that is our CTO is great, but after one year and a half, no? So of course I wish having him. But I, I didn't know anybody. So what I really think is really good, especially because I've seen in other companies, is people who you know from the college, from the university, meetups, but first of all, really meeting that person, going for a coffee four or five times. Not only, oh, I heard that is a good CTO. Yeah, but man, that guy might be crazy. So so it's money what you are putting on the table. So you have to, to really be conscious on how to manage that, not only crazy tech guy. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I've seen very successful companies where they met before, they, they were having a relationship, and they are great guys, they professionals. So my advice that I did wrong would be take your time. It's really a matter of taking the right decision rather than going fast and looking back and say, oh, I did it wrong as I did. And really try to make sure, I would recommend 100% having a tech guy into the co-founding thing, 100%, but more important, really making sure it's someone who do you want to have an amazing and tough, difficult trip with that person, and it's going to be five, six years. It's worse than getting married, mm-hmm. because divorcing is not that easy as when you get married. So it's really, really something that uh, I would consider in the beginning.
0: And they're having the right terms in place, for example, to look into vesting as well, just in case if a breakup uh, comes that you don't have issue with shares and all of that. Uh, very, very important. If we, yeah. uh, as well, uh, then uh, look very uh, quickly on 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 Tech that you got started with. Uh, you decided you so you built Red points, huge success story. I think now there's over 200 people uh, working there, very fast growing, internationalizing all these international markets. Laura took over, which as well I think is a really admirable uh, step because I see too many founders oftentimes. Hanging on and then getting into issues because they cannot really manage the whole thing, and that their passion and their strength is really starting companies. So I think here uh, this one I always thought as well. Uh, you did amazingly. H- how did you do this transition that you say? For me now, it's time to find my like and f- find and found my second venture. And how did you go about finding the opportunity?
1: <clears throat> That's a really good question, and I can tell you that the best decision it was, as you said it. Eh? Um, hiring a professional CEO that then for me, Laura, is like a late founder. She did a lot. And as a team, for me, I learned so much. So it's something that I would do, again, for sure. Why? And it brings me to the second question. Startups with the pressure, with all the tension, with investors, which in the end, as well, your boss. People feel like, hey, I'm going to be my boss. Well, it depends. If You have enough funding. It's okay. But you have to report to the investors. So it's a game that you have to really, really understand and learn. And you learn by doing again, no, I learn by the time. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot and I, I understood with Red Points that what I loved, it was building up everything. Uh, we opened the offices in New York. I was there while we opened the offices living. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. I loved it. But at that time, I was managing a huge, a big team uh, with big, you know, um, um, let's say, um, business plans, that it was more about the managing guy because it was not a matter of strategy. We knew how what to do. So it was about increasing the teams, making sure the activity was high, making sure that the efficiency was getting better. <clears throat> but while I learned about myself, I really knew that what was making me feel excited, it was exactly doing the new things and really thinking on how to improve things, better things. Um, I don't know, it's it's a really personal matter, no? But at that time I felt like, okay, Of course, it came an opportunity for a partial exit. That helped, no? because it came private equity. And I felt like a moment where the things were really good. So I did amazing results, uh, multiplying by three year by year. So it's good when the environment is helping you to take decisions, rather than everything goes wrong, and it seems like this guy is jumping out the boat. So it's like a rat. What is he doing? It wasn't like this at all. I had an amazing relationship. They asked me to stay there for six months, one year. Uh, just the time they, they would find someone else and and it was great I, I really liked everything all the transition no of course I did a partial exit they asked me not to sell everything I did it of course because I, I love this project but personally I felt like okay if I'm not 100% happy doing what I do it means that I have to do something else. and this is what I did this is what I did because um At that time as well gdpr privacy data it was 2018 everybody was talking about it wow that's a huge problem gdpr from europe comes ccpa from the us it comes so all the companies don't know how to even start and i felt like wow hey technology is the solution i don't know yet what how and why but i'm going to find out people who knows more than me all those fronts that i'm not uh, with the right capabilities but there is money there there is there is a really good opportunity and that's why I really moved because again, like what happened in Barça, many signals came to me. Everything it was so smooth, so I didn't have to fight, I didn't have to argue, everything was so easy. And I believe like when the beetle really important decisions are there, it has to be so easy. If it's starting complicating, then it means that something goes wrong. And in my case it was amazing. I have a huge relationship. I was with them as a consultant up until now that it's impossible for me because all the work, but but it's great, no? And it's, uh, well, actually, uh, we, 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 we still have uh, lots of conversations and I try to help as much as possible. But um, prior tech for me as well, it was like the second level where, okay, now, David, you are not the, the young guy who started with white gray hair Thanks to visible in <laughs> the video if you check the okay, video.
0: Okay, just use a bit of, of
1: Photoshop. <laughs> but what I mean is that all the learnings, every single one is a good learning and a lot of time spent, no? and spent, and, and pressure. And I really wanted to prove myself. So the second one is more like challenging yourself, like, hey, I know much more right now. I feel like a really good professional. I know how to manage people. I how I know how to get the best from each of them. I know how to sell over the seas. I really learned a lot. So you feel like. That's the time to start from the scratch, create something amazing. And in this case, the opportunity was even bigger than than red points, no? Because it was affecting every single company in the world. So we were like, wow, I love it. So it's (laughs) like you started with a hundred pieces puzzle, moved to a thousand pieces puzzle. And and, and then this is a bit of challenging yourself because I love what it is. This is a reality. I have better days, worse days, but if I can choose, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. So it's now not... It's not a matter of money now. It's a matter of really enjoying what I do. Uh, And and I really like it. I really love it. It's true, Jan. I didn't remember how tough was the beginning because with Red (laughs) Points, I was most of the time celebrating 30 million investment rounds. And so, and and it's good as well, going back and moving to the reality of, hey, okay, of course I got some help in the beginning because people knew me and, and the trust was there. But then it's the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. and tell you that the, the really basic issues like finding out the partners like finding out the feet yeah maybe i have some more of the resources and learnings but it's tough it's not easy at all no and it does take time some people
0: that are listening to and saying oh my god yeah." Uh, David is uh, starting one after the other and like always so successful and here I am like hustling uh-huh. and it's just, it, I don't seem to uh, be getting anywhere. No, so it has these moments as well and so, but it's so great as uh, no, no to see that you come with this very positive proactive energy and that there is a game plan as well which you, you know to describe what to focus on early on we definitely have to do a follow on in terms of you know how you then launch pride tech <laughs> and how you're growing that um, i think in today's episode i was really fascinating to see all these learnings here uh, over the two ventures as we got started if we see uh, right now uh, you are building pride tech and growing pride tech what, no, and you said you, you're enjoying the ride, doing it again now as a more professional, let's say, or a further developed professional. What's, what's currently, what's next for you? How, how do you see that?
1: Well, uh, that's a good question. As, as we said, private right now, it's impressive. In only one year and a half, we were launching markets. So international markets for me, it's so challenging. Because it's a different culture uk and germany which are for me the most difficult in europe but i knew that if we wanted to do something great it's what we are doing we had to start from from the, the most difficult ones no? if you are barca you have to play with real madrid and, and manchester city before because now you're going to find them in the final so it's it's not a big deal so so that that's a bit and where i see myself and what is motivating me is that we are helping so many cool companies right now private tech is helping companies that don't know where the data is, they don't know how to deal with all the issues on the compliance, on the security, privacy data. And, and we created something unique that helps those companies that don't know how to even start or that lawyers are not really bringing on the table what they need. So it's a solution that really supports them as a compliance external or digital uh, team, uh, all their needs to, to keep growing, wherever they are in a unique platform and with a unique as well like, uh, accounting. No, So this is amazing. And I see myself keep growing this, growing, growing, growing. And of course, and of course, I know that it's going to be a time that I might find a CEO better than what I do. I would get it. Or maybe a time that I see someone else doing better things than me. And this is really good because private tech is a project. It's not my project. I'm part of it. And that's great, but it's a project. And I have an interest that it's going to be a successful project with everybody there or the ones that are the best. And that helps a lot because it it removes a lot of pressure on you because you feel like if I'm not good enough at that stage, what's going to be? No problem. We're going to find out someone else. So I'm going to be there pushing with that energy, with all my knowledge. uh, And I hope for a long, long time, whatever is someone else that I find or I need, I'll do the same. So yeah, I mean, this is about the learnings. Everything that I saw it it worked best is what I want to repeat again. David, thanks so much for joining us for today here on the podcast. Those were amazing My insights pleasure. and all the best going forward. No, Thank you very much. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you.